Hey everyone, welcome to the pod. <laughs> oh, we're gone. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much as quickly as it happens. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm here with Billy. He is one of my friends and we, I'll give you some context of why Billy's here talking with me today. So yesterday, because I've been off Instagram for like a year and two months and then I had a conversation with Billy at a party a few months ago. And it was awesome. It was one of those conversations that's like unforgettable. Like on the drive home, I called Justin and I was like, you would not get over the conversation I had with Billy. It was so nice. And then at the end of the night, he said the nicest thing and blah, blah, blah. It was really lovely. Anyway, so then he has been reading this book, The Artist's Way. And one of the things in it is to like communicate to the people who have inspired you in some way. And he sent me the nicest message last night being like, hey, I haven't been able to find you to contact you, but I really wanted to say this message to you. So he said the thing and it was the most beautiful thing in the entire world. And then next thing you know, we were in this conversation and I was like, oh my God, can you be on the podcast? Because guys, Billy is insanely smart. He's a fucking genius in the best way, in the way that I care about the most and the way that I think the world needs to hear what he has to say. Anyway, so like no pressure to Billy, but we're just going to like have a chat. <laughs> Sorry, I think it was a big hype up. Um, but yeah, so I don't really know what we're going to talk about. We had like a general like topic gist, but we thought we would just riff and I just really want you guys to hear his brain because he is a phenomenal human being. And so that was all just literally like last night and here we are the next day at 10 a.m. recording in his apartment. <laughs> so I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Yeah. Just be yourself, say whatever you want, tell us your whole life story if you like or whatever. Do whatever you like. Here you go. Okay. <laughs> um, so my name's Billy and... Yeah, just really privileged to be on the podcast today with Esther. Um, yeah, you're just like, yeah, we met through a mutual friend probably like a year ago and had some good chats and every every chat I've had, you've just been so like, just had such a good energy and it's so contagious and then... Um, yeah, it has been like really inspiring. So that's why I shot you that message because genuinely you just like... You just ooze um, such an authentic presence, which is like so, so epic. And um, (laughs) yeah, and um, yeah, when we're at that um, last party, Esther just gave me like a really kind word, more or less to like affirm um, some of my thoughts that I'd been having, some steps in the, in my life I want to take and you just like, you just really spoke into that. It was really um, affirming for me. Um, so for a little bit of like context behind the scene in my life, what I was working on was this like blog, um, uh, Life of Least Resistance. And I was sort of um, throughout my own experiences, like just riffing on how can I live a life that where I'm making my highest contribution, um, you know, having a healthy sense of ambition, but just remaining so present day to day. And that, I think that's so difficult to, yeah, it's really difficult to, um, I suppose, live that way in the hustle and bustle of like, you know, Southeast Queensland on the Gold Coast. That's really difficult anyway. So, um, you know, I've been writing this blog and it's been behind the scenes. I didn't know how to launch it. And I sort of felt like a bit of an imposter. And then I chatted to you and I was like, oh, it was was really cool. You sort of affirmed that I'd had those character traits, which was really nice. So that's me. A little bit of context on us. There you go. Thanks. (laughs) So what were you um, last night when we were talking and you were like, oh, there's actually been something that's been sort of flying around my head. And I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Can you tell everyone about that and expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, so a consistent thought that I've had in my head lately is this idea of um, if you sow in the east, you reap in the west. I didn't make that up. I've, I've, I had someone tell me that one day. Um, it's like this real estate guy. He's like owns a bunch of properties and he's like a self-help guru or I don't know, whatever he calls himself. But, you know, he said sometimes you sow in the east and you reap in the west. But it's just sort of been popping back up to me in my life lately. And I take that to mean that, you know, sometimes if you're so focused on trying to succeed in one element of your life, you can't really get it. Um, 
But if you apply yourself in everything you do, it'll come around in a roundabout kind of way. So um, what I shared with you last night is, you know, I'm trying to apply myself in every element of my life, whether it be cleaning the kitchen, um, preparing myself for work, and, you know, the way I train in the gym or the way I prepare meals or whatever it is I'm doing, if I apply the principles of being diligent, uh, conscientious, hygienic, being considerate of others in whatever I'm doing, it'll come around and feed my creativity as well because I think sometimes I create this false dichotomy, like particularly at work, um, and, and you might get this, like working full-time, you're sort of like, oh, like this is sucking my soul and I hate my job so much and this is holding me back from being creative. But if it's like, no, submit to this context, you've chosen to be here and apply yourself the absolute very best that you can, it's going to have a positive ramification yeah. on your creativity. And like even this podcast, I feel so evident of that because like this is something I've wanted to do but I've been like, I don't have the time, but I know that I've been putting my best effort in, in other areas of my life. And this has just like sort of come around. So yeah, I think if you like, yeah, you sow in the East, you reap in the West. So that's kind of, yeah, where I'm at. I love that. I think that's really cool. And do you have another example of a part of your life where you've been like, where that's been the case? at all um i don't have a specific example but i just i think i find that to be true Mm. in all elements of your life like i'm fascinated by opposite tensions in the sense that like i probably lean towards hypertension in the fact like when I was a bit younger I'd be like so overly intense with like what I wanted to do and it was like the more the harder I tried at that it was like the more it would elude me Mm -hmm. so I'm like trying to learn this art of embracing opposite tensions and like I think it can be yeah in your say like in your health or something like that you can be like you know, I'm going to work at the gym, like, so intense. But sometimes the best thing for your health is, like, just sleeping in, eating a bit more and just, like, soaking in those common graces. Yeah. And, like, or, like, fucking partying or something. Like, yeah. um, it can be opposite tensions in your life that actually attract the thing that you want. I agree. That makes sense. Do you sense. think that that comes down to, like, listening to your body and, like, just flowing with what your energy is wanting to do at the time? Yeah. So, well, like, no, I just. Guys, watch the video if you didn't just see his face. It's like, yeah, going with the flow and going with how your body feels, listening to your body. I love it and I hate it because, like, 100% you need to listen to your body. Like, if you need to sleep, if you need to eat, Um, but then also as well, I think our, I think we have a little bit of like amnesia in, in, in the sense that we forget what makes us feel good. And it's a slippery slope of just like putting on five kilos, not working out for two weeks and, and you go, Oh, I'm just listening to my body. So there's such a fine line to walk there. I think it's like remembering um, that your body stores a lot of information. So your body will store a lot of bad habits as well as like good things. And your body has such a strong communication style, but can get hung up in the wrong areas for sure. So I think it's like this process of unraveling yourself and recognizing like how you should be living as a human being versus how you have just been like unconsciously living up until this point. And doing things that are really good for you, taking the time to find the balance that feels right for you. And then when you do that, you're able to listen to your body in a way where you can trust it more. And it's not just you're aware of when it's acting out of like some bad habit versus a good feeling. That's like, Oh, this is what it's almost like, um, 
I've, I don't know how I picture it entirely, but it's like your Haley mentioned yesterday that she kind of leads with her heart because she's like, it's like how when people say I'm having a gut feeling about something, she's like, I have that gut feeling, but it's in my heart. And I was like, oh, that's a really good place to look for that feeling. Mm. Like, that's, that's exactly it. That's when my body is telling me to do something that's good. It's usually from my heart. And if it's, you know, if I'm listening to it communicate in various ways, if I know that's the real, like, stem of where that information is coming from, I can trust it. And I'm like, cool, this is going to lead me somewhere good. But then, yeah, totally, because my body also is just like, just lay down, eat chocolate. Blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah. So, yeah, both. It's, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a fine line. And I suppose I'd be curious to hear from you, like, do you feel like what symptom or feeling or part of your body do you lead with? Cause I know if you're saying for Haley, it's like her heart. I know for me, um, it's my breath cool. and sort of like my eyes as well. What? Because, um, yeah, like if I feel like I'm overwhelming myself and I have divided interests and I just know like, my adrenals are going to be like freaking the fuck out if I overcommit to too many things. I can, I can, I can feel what I'm going to feel like in the future, and I'm like, ah, oh, like, Whoa. yeah, feel, yeah, it feels real strange. That's cool. So I can, I can feel just like a real pure energy in my eyes. What? And that to me is a symptom that leads. So I'd be just really curious for you like wow. how your body affirms when you can listen to it or should listen to it. Mm. Okay, good. When does it? Okay. So I get goosebumps all over my body when I have a situation where I've realized something or a puzzle piece kind of falls into place, like an epiphany moment or a moment where I'm reaffirming that something's like really good. Or if there's just a really deep truth like it's like a big yes like mm. i'm getting chills now look <laughs> <You are. laughs> so <laughs> yeah big um big like whole body goosebumps and i also have i've got hyperhidrosis so like i'm really sweaty as a person in general like that's okay. why i'm wearing socks with my sandals because okay. my feet are really sweaty yeah. and i would literally make puddles on your floor and <laughs> you can totally do that if you want. it's so fun it's <laughs> yeah. more comfortable this yeah. way uh, but so that I find like, that's also a really big way for my body to communicate because if I am happy and excited, I'll be sweaty and my body's warm. But if I'm nervous, I'll be sweaty and my body's cold. <sighs> so weird, hey? And then- <laughs> No, I'm picking up what you're putting down Seriously? on the hot and cold thing. I don't thing. know what that means, so tell me about that in a second. Yeah. Because that, to me, I was just like, I've only noticed it, but I haven't actually looked further into that. Yeah. And then what's the other way? And then when I'm like just at home and I'm painting and I'm in this like ultimate state of calm, I'm just not even sweaty like at all. Like that for me is like complete body peace. I'm so calm when I'm painting, which is awesome. Like I'll even get sweaty doing my own podcast, like just by myself at home, sweaty yeah. fuck, but like hot sweaty. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, and then my, just under my ribs, like where my stomach is, yeah. that communicates a lot to me. Um, I have to decipher between nervousness and excitement there. Um, and what else? My heart, I get really fluttery when I'm going towards something that's really good and exciting, like a future thing that I have to do that I'm mm. like, oh my God, I've realized the next step in the path that I have to take or whatever. I get this like flutter in my heart and it feels like I can feel the future version of myself or something already. And it's like, I'm tapping into that frequency that I'm on there and I'm like, oh my God. So that's what I can think of so far. That's so cool. And I think that's so important as well because something I've found in my life is I suppose the difficulty trying to discern that positive stress, like you stress with distress. Like if you're in a state of distress because like, I don't know, if you're tight on money or something like that or if you're, you know, you're overloaded with work that you don't want to be doing, it obviously it has a physical toll on your body, but I've also found in my life, um, you know, when I've had a lot of good things going for me, I find that quite physically overwhelming as well. Yeah. And it nearly presents as stress. Um, and, and that's something I've had to work through. 
So I suppose, yeah, just interested to hear your experience. Like when you're super excited about something, um, yeah, I can, I can resonate with that. But yeah, I've got to find that balance, like rating my body a bit more. Because it's it's quite, it is like, it's difficult, I think, to um, learn the difference between the good and bad anxiety, like the excitement versus anxiety in the first place. And then when you do get to the point where you're like, oh, I can tell the difference. I'm just anxious about something because of X, Y, Z, or I'm excited, anxious or whatever. Mm. Even then it's like how to balance that energy as it moves through your body. Cause there's a lot of energy for both excitement and stress, obviously yes. for different reasons, like your adrenal situation or it's like whatever the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems, whichever one's activated at the time. And that's a lot of energy that's got to course through. So like, where, where do we even send it? Like, how do you get it out? And I guess like, um, opening like a creative tap sometimes, like if there's something that you really want to do and maybe that thing is creative, but you're like, Oh, I don't know how to move forward in that direction or whatever. You could open another creative tap somewhere else. This reminds me of the thing that you said actually about the curation. Fire away. No. no. Oh, I feel <laughs> like, I feel like that needs more context. Okay. So I was reading, um, something Billy wrote last night and it kind of just kind of goes in hand with what I was just saying then. Like it, he was saying that if you're having struggle creating, you, like if you can't get whatever it is out of you and you're blocked and stuck or you, you know, but you really, you still want to create, you can, instead of creating the thing from scratch and reinventing the wheel, you can curate something that already exists. You can kind of gather the things and bring them together and then get inspiration from there. Or you can expand on something that someone else has already written. You can dig further into that and just you know, go from there. And then along the way, you'll probably find your own creative gem just by taking the actions and taking those steps in that direction in the first place. And that literally, I'd read that last night and was like, holy fuck, like he's so right. And then just then I found myself pretty much saying that as an example. And then I was like, oh my God, this is like what you wrote. So did I just give a good description of that? Yeah, you did. That was like, <laughs> that was nearly verbatim. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like, you have to be on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, yeah, it's really kind that you took the time to read that and the fact that it stuck with you, that's really cool. But yeah, I suppose, um, the idea of that blog, yeah, just speaks to that idea of like writer's block. Cause I think in essence, it's arrogant to think that you have some, untapped new idea that's never existed in the world but every now and then you you pop across an idea you're like oh that's pretty cool and it might be original um but you can't expect that every day so something i've found um really helpful is curating and that could just be like a pinterest mood board if you don't know what to create just like stick some shit together from other people and that will inspire you. Um, you know, I think beyond curation to dive a little bit deeper and even more basic, if you can't even curate, clean something. Cool. Why? For God's sake, clean something because like, say if your laptop desktop is a complete mess, you're not even going to, you're not even in a place to curate. And you're definitely not in a place to create something if you can't even clean your desktop. Yeah. And, you know, say if it's a blog that I want to write, I need to have the discipline to store my thoughts in an orderly fashion on my desktop. I need to turn scribbles into um, files in OneNote. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to have a look at my drafts that already exist and I need to order those into categories. So if you're like, if you can't create clean, if you can't, if you, you know, if you've got everything in order then curate, then you could categorize things and then creation might come from that. But if you can't make that step straight away, just start there. That is so cool. Oh my God. What else do you have to say about creativity? This is amazing. (laughs) Because the world needs to create more. Like we are in a 
desperate state of people needing to create. Like everyone is so boxed in and so like just this fragmented version of themselves and people don't even know who they are. 80% of the population has not got self-awareness. Creativity, I think, builds self-awareness and like connection and compassion and empathy, like all of these things come from actually creating something from within because like, yeah, you don't need to pull some idea out of the sky that's never existed before. You don't need to create something revolutionary. What to me would be the most revolutionary fucking thing that ever happened would be is if everyone just decided to drop all self-judgment and create something from within their own experience. Like that is what unique creativity would be, right? And that's exactly what people need to do because then when they start doing that, they have so much more love for themselves. And when you have more love for yourself, you have more love for other people because you recognize what everything you've been through, other people have been through that or worse. And you have, you just, your whole worldview expands. And the next thing you know, you have way more compassion. And the next thing you know, people aren't so mean to each other on the street. And the next thing you know, the world isn't just fucking burning. So I think everyone really needs to start creating like ASAP. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mic drop, mic drop. That's... That's uh, but I only have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> this is a makeshift podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly with that. That we do need to create more, but in the same sense, I don't think it's for a lack of want that people don't create. I think um, there's a paradox in the sense that people aren't taking those simple first steps and, you know, think they have to create something magnificent rather than just being, just, just being, I suppose for, for want of a better word, faithful with what they have right in front of them. So like, you don't, you might not have a DSLR, but you've got an iPhone. Mm. You can take some cool photos on your iPhone and you can like, that's where I'm at at the moment. I have this idea in my head that like, I've done a little bit of photography and stuff like that, but I have this idea in my head and it's like, that's something I'd love to do, but it's like, you should do it. I, I've really enjoyed just taking a lot better photos on my iPhone yeah. and you know, you can have all these lofty ideas and say like, I want to get into film photography, so I'm going to go buy this fucking Mamea, you know, you know. Like too many steps between you and the thing. You need to create the path of least resistance. Fucking oath. And like (laughs) you sit, and this is where like I feel social media is a double-edged sword in a sense. It's so inspiring, but you're not seeing the background work that so many creators have done with minimum resources. Mm. We just see the person with like a Leica in Europe and we think I've got to make that step from here in one step and it's too overwhelming. So yeah, um, yeah I suppose that's why I'm trying to just drill down on the basics, like clean, curate. That's so good. Um, categorize things and that's been really helpful for me good i'm so glad that you said all of that because that is such like that's so true like you when you were saying the whole cleaning thing it made me think about my painting corner i was painting 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 and i like got over the hump of because i was saying in like an episode the other day that i initially would only paint like once a year because i would paint something think oh my god this picture in my head i'm a creative there's this amazing picture in my head. I'm going to put it on a canvas right now. And I had absolutely no idea how to actually like take the steps to do that. And the thing would be hideous. And I'd be like, wow, that was horrendous. And I would feel worse than when I st- like originally started because I would beat myself up. And mm. then it was like such a mess to clean up all the paint. I was like, fuck this, not doing it. So then I got over that part of like really wanted to be painting, finally actually committed to it. And I was like, all right, Esther, that we're going to take the same road that we took with photography. <laughs> if you suck at it, just keep fucking going. And it was like, I'm not even kidding. Like I went to op shops and I would just grab all these old, you know, ugly fucking prints or paintings. And I would just put gesso primer on them and just use them because I was like, it was, the, it was the like equivalent of having a, like a paper bin and just crumpling up a piece of paper and throwing it in the bin. I was like, next, just painting, crumpling, throwing it in the bin, next. And like outside on my balcony, I don't even look after them, but there's like 20 just hideous canvases of like the ugliest art you will ever fucking see. I was just practicing and practicing and practicing. 
And I look at it now and I can even see stuff. Like even though visually I didn't really know what I was doing, I can see what was in my mm. soul trying to come out. I love that. And it's like, yeah, it's like a little communication to myself. And I was like, whoa. And I look back at it all and I was like, there's so many messages in here that were inside me and I didn't even realize were coming out. And I like just kept going. And then I got to a point where I kind of got a bit frustrated because I got to that bit where I was able to see where I was and where I wanted to go next and didn't know how to bridge that gap. And it's kind of like what Ira Glass says about, um, you know, having good taste and not being where you want to be yet, but seeing the potential in yourself and seeing that you're not there and like really just wanting to get there and just doing the work and putting in the hours and just keeping on going and pushing through that Mm. part to actually get there to the point where you're like, oh, now I am where I was hoping I would be. So I had that in front of me, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm aware that I'm in this position now. And I was looking around, I just felt kind of stuck. And I was like, fuck, like, where do I ever want to go with this? Like, what's a niche? How do I niche? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I want to do? Why am I even painting? <laughs> and, then, um, and I looked at my art corner and it was this mess and it felt like how my brain felt. And I had no like shelving for it. It was just like, because I just mm-hmm. started like a hurricane, I, it looked like that. And then I kind of got stuck and then it was like I had to, yeah, it was, I created this mountain in front of myself of both emotions and painting products Mm. (laughs) and mess. And so then I went out and bought a shelf and then I painted the shelf because I was like, I can't be creative right now in any other way, but I want to clean this shit up. Like this was just instinctual. So when you were saying this, I was like, oh my God, like people do need to do this. It's incredible that you're putting it down to like the fine little kind of fine print to actually start at because that is so important. So I got this shelf, went outside and just spray painted the shelf bright yellow. And I was like, okay, it's really pretty now. And it dried by that afternoon. I was like, okay. And I went inside and I put all my stuff away and organized it all and made the corner nice. And I got an easel and I got some proper palettes. And I was like, okay, now I can invest in this a little bit because I'm obviously committed to doing it. So instead of getting all the gear and having no idea and then having all this stuff and then giving up on the hobby and then beating myself up for doing that. I started with what I had. I went to op shops, just like minimal shit. I already had an art box from a previous version of my life where I thought I would try and be an artist earlier on. Didn't throw that stuff away. Thank God. And just used what I had. And it was great. And I realized I was like, I want to fucking do that. And so then I started doing it. And now I paint these giant things and I love them. And I see all my emotions as they're coming out. And I'm still practicing. I'm still early days. And I don't know what I'm going to do. People are like, oh, do you have an art page? I'm like, no. Like, do you sell it? I'm like, no. Like, why are you doing it? I'm like, because I fucking want to. Like, I'm getting my emotions out. And that's what it's for. And I've been happier since. And it's also helped me with the podcast because look at me. Like, I've got fucking nothing. I'm recording this on some app and a microphone that we're sharing. And the video is my iPhone on a shitty tripod. And I'm just beginning with what I can because I just want to do it. And it feels good. And I'm just letting my heart out. perfect, bro. (laughs) I, oh, I love that. I love this whole chat. I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I love that so much um, because certainly one of the challenges that I've had in my creative journey is thinking that money's holding me back. Mm. Which, so like, <laughs> sometimes, like, sometimes it is. And you do have to take a little bit of a risk, like hire some gear or buy something or, um, I love what you said about money though. Like, sorry, keep going. No, 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 no. (laughs) Interrupt me, please. Um, Billy was in one of the other, something else that he wrote. He was saying that like, if you, I can't remember if this was, now I'm getting them mixed up because I read a few, but you were saying Something along the lines that if you spend more money on something, you're less likely to buy more like oh, yeah. of the stuff. And so you'll actually take care in the things that you're investing in. Yes. And sometimes it's better to be like, oh, I'm actually going to spend money on the things that bring me joy because then you'll actually be more mindful and conscious about the actions that you're taking and the money that you're spending and the life that you're building for yourself. Yes. Something along those lines? Yeah. No, <laughs> I think I'm... I, I think I'm yeah, I think that is a little bit of a mush of two yeah, different okay. ideas. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I sort of, yeah, I think that sort of came from that blog about paradoxical intention. Right. But it's a little bit slightly different to this. Right, go But on. anyways, I'll go back to... Um, <laughs> what you're saying. Oh, I just, yeah, I, I suppose I just love how... You, you're even doing this in such a lean fashion and I think bootstrapping something with the resources 
you have identifies all the behind the scenes work that needs to be done because yeah. if you had like the best mics in the world right now and the best cameras but you didn't have a place to store them clean them or if you didn't have the time to like do this big fucking hoo-ha edit on it you'd probably throw the towel in because you go this is too much and i've bitten off more than i can chew but if you are resourceful with the things that you have i think it identifies um your next best investment might not be a fifteen thousand dollar camera it might be like another stand yeah and we actually overcomplicate this big hurdle of like oh shit i need all this money but it's like no you just actually need to buy like a 20 dollar little gadget yeah just and like it, the next thing yeah and um so it's really cool to yeah see what you're doing and Thanks. um super dope <laughs> thank you what else would you say that like if Okay, let's just pretend we're living in this, like, scenario where my... Okay, we're not pretending. So my... <laughs> <laughs> where, where you're sitting on my couch. And like... <laughs> I was going to say this scenario where, like, getting people to be more creative from within themselves is one of my biggest missions in the entire world. And I was like, wait, I'm not even pretending. That's, that's, that's what I want. I want to help people with that. Yes. So would you say there is, like, what else, what other nuggets of wisdom have you got that would encourage people to get past that mountain of like blocks to create or just the fear of creating like people are so fucking scared of what's inside themselves they're terrified they have no idea what to do with it they don't even want to look at it okay um the first thing that came to mind for me is i think one of the most creative things that you can do is take care of your body and just be healthy. Like I sort of went through this phase where, and you've, you might've had this, like say if you're having a few drinks or something like that, if you're getting a bit silly or whatever, you like have all these like creative thoughts and stuff like that. That's, it's not sustainable and you can't reproduce that. Mm. So I think fundamentally, if you want to have a, long-term creative career or creative anything it's got to be sustainable and you've got to be comfortable inside your own body so i think one of the creative things you can do uh one of the most creative things you can do is like have a wellness routine where you feel comfortable in your body um and even beyond that like this is like a complete segue, but I actually wrote this blog on um, uniforms. Cool. Because like when you're in school and stuff like that, you just have a uniform that you have to wear every day. You don't think about it. You just have to put the fucking thing on. Yeah. But then like you leave school and you go to uni and you go to work and you're freelancing and whatever. And you can just like wear whatever you want and stuff like that. But that actually causes a bit of decision fatigue every day because you're like, oh, what am I going to wear today? Mm-hmm. Or like, do I have my clothes prepared or things like that? Like that's a creative decision that can be eliminated. If you sort of like create a uniform and a routine for yourself and um, yeah, again, major riff, but I read this book um, by this guy, his name's, uh, Mihail Chekseng Mihail or something like that <laughs> real fucked up name but the book's called Flow and one of the things he writes about is like you can't enter into a state of flow if you have any self-consciousness Wow, so, so true. if you feel like fuck my shoes are a bit uncomfortable or like I don't feel relaxed that's why in I this socks with my sandals see you're flowing like you're flowing <laughs> and like I just found that to be so true in my own life. Like if, fuck, if you're hungry, for example, like it's hard to be in a creative flow. So like those small things, like just having comfortable things to wear and feeling healthy in your body. I feel like that's one of the most creative acts that you can do. Yeah. That's so So. true. That's so fucking true. That's really true. Like, if I think about any time I've ever done something creative or sat down to record a potty or to paint something, 
I'll go through this little like unconscious, conscious, but like it's not a set routine I've set out for myself. Like my morning routine is a very set routine I do, but like this is just a series of things of just making myself comfortable. Like I'll have a shower, I'll like pour a wine, put on my favorite record, like maybe journal some thoughts out first or something and then go create the thing mm. or whatever. And like, that's just a bunch of things that, and I'll like, if it's too windy, I'll make sure I shut like the windows or whatever. Cause once I sit down, I'm in a flow state. I don't want to get up and start fidgeting yes. and like doing all the shit that breaks me out of it. Cause I know it's yes. like finding a gem when you get into it. So it, I want to nurture the flow state that I will be in like as a precursor before I'm even in it. So yes. hearing you say that, I was like, cool. That's so fucking cool. This is amazing. It makes me think of like how, what they say about, like there being kind of like a vibrational frequency where all of the creative ideas exist on or whatever. I don't really know mm. the actual theory behind it, but yeah. for a visual sake, like let's just say there's this like level and that's where creativity exists and anyone can access that level at any point and pull any idea from it. But the ideas are like a collective among everyone kind of thing. And it's like yes. multiple people will have the same idea at one point or another. It's just like, are you going to action it? Are you going to take the step and do the thing? And if yes. you do it and someone else does it, it doesn't mean it's oversaturated. It means that your internal perspective and theirs will have this set, like totally different views on the situation. And if mm. you're being authentic to yourself when you're doing something, like whatever it is that you're like, there's a million white girls with a podcast, but mine will be different for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. Something I yeah. say will resonate with someone and that's what will make me different and make this useful and actually purposeful in the world. No, that's cool. I like that. It's like abundance. Yes. Um, oh my god, cool. <laughs> minded in the sense where you know, if you're being authentic to yourself, you can just be so happy and free for others to be the best of themselves. It's not like if they're doing good then my podcast isn't going to go no, good. Totally. Um that's really cool. And I certainly yeah, can find myself in that battle sometimes when you're like Same. yeah i have to come up with something like completely original and um yeah I, th I think the longer you just remain authentic to yourself your own little version yeah your own little niche will peel off and yeah come into fruition totally mm. and and your podcast is fucking cool i've um <laughs> i mean as your biggest fan <laughs> having watched for a whole one day now i didn't know this thing exists and it's really cool so if if my feedback matters this is it dope does. so Thank you. your feedback really does your brain is incredible like it's actually incredible what were you going to say before about um when i said that i i have like cold sweat when i'm nervous versus like hot sweat when i'm excited and you were like oh that's interesting and then i was like do you, did you have a thought on that? Yeah, I sort of did. Like, if I find myself in conflict, I get cold and shaky. True. It's like I just get all this adrenaline. And, like, if I'm mad or something like that, and I'll just, like, take that as a sign to just go have a hot shower. True. I'll just do that to try and reverse engineer the symptoms and get myself back into a state of calm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I just, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I get that. But I don't know um, how that presents in you. That was just an example in my life. Like if I'm in conflict, it's like my body's like, yeah, gets shaky and cold. That's nice to hear that, that like you have a, that body response of like the cold with the nervousness because yeah, there must just be like an adrenaline fear thing. Hey, it would just be mm. completely linked to that. Yeah. That makes sense. I think so. Is there anything else? How long have we been recording for? 40 minutes? It's probably like half an hour if I cut off the time we went and peed. Um, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. Is there anything else that, like, do you have, like, a favorite blog or anything like that? Um, like one that you've done that you love uh, the topic of, that you think that people need to learn more of or whatever? Uh, nah. Oh... No, I feel like that's better decided by you. <laughs> I, I prefer getting um, external feedback at this point. Okay. Because I can think something's good, but it's, it's nice. Someone else thinks it's cool. Okay, I agree. I know what you mean. Can you expand on, as like a finisher, the, um, the paradoxical one? Okay. I really liked that. Okay. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Oh, I should totally have been holding that there. It's fine. It'll be, it'll just sound like I was far away. Yeah. Cool. I don't mind. Everyone can fucking deal with it. I don't yeah. care. Go on. You just want me to riff yes. off it? Yes. 
Billy's uh, going to say something. He read, he read, no, he wrote, I read it. He wrote this thing, this paradoxical should, thing. Do you, you want to read it out? out? Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll get it out. Okay, cool. It was really, 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 really interesting. And um, the thing that I really like about your work is that, hang on here, I'll hold this for you. <laughs> um, the thing I really like about your work is that it's like profoundly beautiful, incredibly important, and you can just tell that you think so deeply about everything and then you're able to bring that into the world in a digestible bite-sized chunk that's like easy to understand and I was just like holy fuck because that's what people need our everyone's attention spans are completely shot like no one can handle like the fact that people even listen to podcasts blows my mind but it's probably because they're doing it something else while they're doing it their body's active they're driving they're cleaning whatever it is they're doing so you're writing like while you could absolutely write an entire fucking novel and it would be amazing and I would read the shit out of that and I really hope that you do one day and if you've already been writing one amazing great (laughs) But like the blog is insane because it's like bite sized. Like even if you just started a podcast and just wrote out your little blog so that people could listen to them while they're doing something with their body. Oh my god! Like obviously do whatever you want with your life, but it's incredible. I'm obsessed with it, and I'm so glad that I get to read it. So he's going to read out one of the things that I read last night. I think it's really cool. That's um, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> and before I read this, I just want to say like that feedback so helpful because. For me, my background was in like social media, which like is such a bastardized form of journalism in the sense that you get you get so used to writing short copy. Yeah. And so I felt really conflicted in the sense that like, you know, I need to write long form to um, you know, validate my no, existence. Do whatever you want. Yeah, no, so that's, it's really encouraging because that's like a battle I've been having. It's just like, put your thoughts into fucking 500 words, put 500 words together. But the more and more I write, I, I do see the value in just, yeah, short paragraphs. And that means a lot to me Mm. coming from you. The fact that you could do that, I think is a really big skill. Cause I think like, usually if someone has a lot of really important things to say, that has to come out in a long like way. They don't really know how to get it down into like a short, easy to digest situation. So I think like that ability to be succinct and interesting and entertaining is like, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Your encouragement to the boss. <laughs> They're so good. Oh, all right. I'll read this damn thing. So I titled it Breaking bad habits and I've got those in apostrophes as if to say like who's to say what's bad breaking bad habits with paradoxical intention if I want to drink less beer I will set my mind's gaze on drinking the best tap beer at my favorite pubs with mates it seems counterintuitive but it works by using positive semantics so semantics being the way you phrase your sentences I avoid demonizing beer In fact, I celebrate it and avoid creating unnecessary temptation and ultimately setting myself up for failure. Paradoxically, by focusing on a more indulgent experience, I reduce the frequency and availability of beer consumption. When it comes to coffee, I'll only drink the best barista-grade coffee and I'll I'll only drink it out of mugs, not takeaway cups, and always in vibey cafes with a good book. This means mindfulness, presence, higher quality, and less frequency. If I want to save money, I focus on all the things I want, spending my money liberally on the things that will get me there. Paradoxically, I make better long-term investments and am more careful in my purchasing decisions. Mood boards and vision boards inspire me to make investments into the things that I love and question the things that will prevent me from getting there. So how can you use paradoxical intention by getting to get your desired results. So fucking cool. That's one of those like things that it's almost, uh, it's profound in the sense that when you read that, it's like, oh, that's so true. You can think of times in your life when you've done that just like instinctively or whatever, but it's still far away from the like conscious awareness that we live in an everyday life to the point where it's like, you don't even think to try to do that. You don't think to like make yourself do that. Mm. And I just think that that's such a nice refined way to live. Like 
how nice. Like even just reading that, I was like, oh, I want to be so much more intentional with everything I do. I want to like, and that pulls you back into presence too. I think that has like such a big tie to presence. And when I read that, I was like, this just reminds me of like a monk mindset or like a Buddhist view almost, but like, not that you're doing that or anything, but just that conscious presence and awareness in everything that you're doing and enjoying what you're doing and actually taking more time. And I think that that is kind of what people really need to do because everyone's going so fast. And like what we were just saying before about attention spans being at like an all time low, everyone, no one has patience. It's all just very like, go, 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 go. Like how many things can I do every single possible moment? And like everyone thinks they can multitask and like, we can't multitasking is not a thing. You're just switching attention between things at a rapid rate, which is exhausting. <laughs> it's so tiring um, and no good at all. So living in that way where it's like, if you, even, like, you know, the whole, the paradox is to be like, if I want to train myself out of doing something, like to do more of the thing intentionally or whatever, or like to visualize it or whatever, yes. like that's really cool. But in just an everyday sense to live like that, like how beautiful, like how aware of everything would everyone be like, do you know what I've realized since being off Instagram? I, my attention span's gotten bigger and longer. And I've also like, yeah. And I have, it was the best thing I've ever done. Um, I stopped caring like about what, because I was out of that bubble. I think Instagram's this really strange bubble that everyone lives in where it's like everyone knows what everyone else is doing. Yes. And everyone knows like, and they, you know, like all these conversations would happen at parties or whatever, where everyone's like, oh, have you seen like what Blah Blah's doing now? And I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, like their life is, <laughs> yeah, none of my business. And like, I don't, there's a part of me that doesn't want anyone to know my business either. Cause I'm like, my life isn't any of your fucking business either. But then there's another part of me that just like unabashedly puts it out into public. Cause I'm like, I want to lead by example, by being myself and unboxing myself as much as I can. So there's that part of me that mm-hmm. overrules that. Cause it means more to me that other people do the same. So what yeah the thing i've noticed though is that like when i'm in conversations with people it's almost like people can't even have long form conversations anymore because like if i don't get to the point of what i'm saying in the first 2 seconds like the attention is gone and i'm like man i'm so wasted on people because i've got so much wisdom yes. and like so much stuff that could help the world but because everyone's just so like ding 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 their brain just can't fucking settle or like when someone else says like one thing and then the whole conversation's just derailed and no one's actually stayed in one continuous conversation as a group for more than like two minutes it's fucked up it's actually terrifying so (laughs) yeah so when you were saying and I was reading that paradox thing I was like oh like this is good for so many reasons like if people lived more like this we would be able to actually have meaningful conversations with each other we would actually be able to do things more as a group we would actually be able to work together and in turn then change the world for the better because right now no one can cooperate because they can't fucking hold a single train of thought the world is terrifying and I need to change it. <laughs> and you are like, honestly, and I just like, I want to encourage you with this podcasting. I keep, not that you needed my permission. No, it's but really helpful, it is. <laughs> like, sincerely, keep doing it because um, your time and energy is so valuable and it shouldn't be wasted on deaf ears and people that are going to interrupt you in piss poor conversations and you know just before we recorded this you were saying you know I'm having chats with like five to eight people a day just about like what's going on in their life which to me just sounds so fucking exhausting (laughs) like I'm I'm useless like I'll see someone calling and I'll be like nope (laughs) yeah it's like just that's me so I think this is such a generous act, like not just like creatively for your own ego, whatever. It's not about that. You're genuinely having valuable conversations in your life. And this is just a more highly leveraged way for you to share things once and for it to have a compounding effect. So I think it's um, sincerely generous and it's uh, Uh, just a really scaled way of making your highest contribution which is like helping people so so dope um it's really good that's so nice you've said like two of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me in the space of 24 hours (laughs) thank 
you. Oh my God. Thanks. I feel like you really see my value. I don't think oh. a lot of people do. I think I go over the top of a lot of people's heads and they're just like, oh, she's nice. <laughs> no, it's gold. Thanks. It's, it's gold. And um, yeah, I just, I value. Oh, wait, sorry, I was holding this here. Oh. Billy's talking, the mic's at my mouth, lol. No, <laughs> yeah. We can round out by saying that I sincerely value your time and like. Thanks, I value f- yours. Yeah, that's cool. This has been amazing. Yeah. No, no, it's um, no, nah, it's all good. This format is totally fine for cutting each other off. Cool. Are you done? Um, Were you about to speak again? I could just keep like speaking <laughs> your praises, but Esther is so cool, and I'm so grateful that you asked me to do this. And yeah, I just I value your perspective so much and what you're doing is so generous and so authentic and so fucking cool. Billy, thank you. Oh, my God, my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that you become some world-famous writer because I think that the world needs to hear your perspective and I honestly think that you have something in you that you can change the world with. And last night when I was like, holy shit, you're sitting on something big. I had this like thing just like flash in front of my eyes of just your thoughts changing the perspective of like millions of people kind of thing. I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) See, (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I was like, holy fuck. I need to get your voice on the podcast in front of people immediately. And so I'm really grateful that you said yes and that this happened so quickly. I think that's amazing. And I think that that's just such a fucking amazingly timed situation. Mm. Like you dropping into the inbox, the conversation we had, mm. and suddenly we're here doing this. I know. What the fuck? This is amazing. Mm. Anyway, so grateful for you. Thank you. I'm going to end it here because I got to go do my day job now. And if my boss is listening, hi, Belle. Sorry. Love <laughs> you. Bye. <laughs>